Well, welcome to another episode of Family Life. Uh, it is Alistair Foreman here with the inimitable Thomas David Allsop. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, just assume the best and assume that that's a compliment. Uh, I'm just very impressed that I actually said the word without going. <laughs> I remember and, you know, allow us to get onto a tangent immediately straight off the bat. But did you ever see the film Three Amigos? Yes. Classic. And they get this uh, letter to come and come and stop the infamous El Wapo. And they're like, infamous? Is that good? They're like, yeah. He's not just famous. He's infamous. <laughs> nice. I... Anyway, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of that film. Um, anything with Steve Martin doesn't really seem to be in things. They say, well, yeah, Chevy Chase, and they, they don't. Yeah, I always think of him from um, Sergeant Bilko. Yeah, where he um, there's just this one scene where there's this really large um, American soldier, big guy, and he's done something bad, and so he, <laughs> Sergeant Bilko, Steve Martin says, "Get down on the ground and give me ten." And the guy's like struggling to do one. He's like, okay, one. We're going for one. <laughs> and it's just lovely. Anyway, okay, so great. Driven right to the heart of the periphery there. Yeah, um, okay. Welcome to Family Life. Uh, Tom and Alistair here. And um, we are recording this a little bit later than normal because uh, it's busy times. We've got, uh, just had our church birthday. We've got Isabel yeah. Allen coming yeah. for a conference this weekend. We've got partners in Harvest. Yeah. And then we have a world leaders retreat yeah. following the week after. So there's all a bunch of stuff happening. And then there's just the joy of church and life and everything happening in between it. So um, Tom and I are in the office and um, we've had a couple of days to uh, reflect on the weekend. Uh, our church birthday had some fresh uh, reframed vision um, be uh, shared with the church and we had Mark Dupont and he spent some time with us on Sunday and then also with our team so man there's just like so much having gone on lots happening um, how are you how are you what's your reflections on the weekend and church birthday and how yeah. did you find it yeah amazing so good to be able to simultaneously look back and remember and celebrate and also at the same time look forward and get excited and yeah. preemptively celebrate um so yeah just amazing uh, reflecting on 10 years it's pretty crazy to think that it's been 10 years and what was going through what was going through your mind and I, i'm just bringing this question on you when when the church planted most of the i know i was there for a couple of run-up meetings but i really wasn't thinking about the destiny of catch fire london at the time um what were you thinking beyond the feelings of i hope somebody turns up <laughs> i hope this isn't a disaster like all of the immediate thoughts like when you were when you were having the, that first i wonder know, if my uh, recruitment manager will take me back that kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah that kind of thing just just were you what were you picturing what were you thinking what did you think you were getting into or what are you hoping you were getting into we um so before we planted the church with Stu and Clay, we spent a few years just travelling with them pretty much every other weekend. Um, we shared a little bit about that on Sunday, kind of meeting up and just uh, neither of us had a place we could go, so we just used to work our way around all the restaurants in Chorleywood, which is precisely five. Um, so we basically pepper mill, yeah, the pepper mill, <laughs> yeah, the pepper mill, uh, Sarti's greatest uh, curry shop in uh, all of Hertfordshire. You are, yeah, 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 it's great. And um, yeah. go in there and say Castify London, and yeah. they will give you a discount of zero percent. Yeah, they will charge you. <laughs> One for one, <laughs> special deal. Two for the price of two. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, just uh, we were we were sat. Often we would kind of do the the conferences, and then um, obviously you'll be back in the the hotel, um, and we would just be hanging out in a room or in the bar or something, and just chatting and dreaming and kind of dreaming with God. And, and I asked Stu the question. I think this was probably even before we'd even talked seriously about the idea of a church plant. And I just said, what would a what would a church plant look like for you? Like, what would be the what would be the goal? What would success look like? And I remember him saying this phrase. He said, I, "I'd, I'd love, I'd love a church I lead to be somewhere where the spontaneous Abba cry erupts." Mm. And we were talking about what does that look like for people to encounter God to the degree that I'm just thinking of Katie Van Driel's dad Hugo <laughs> yeah. in Yapton. Abba, like <laughs> even even to this day, um, Zach Keenan, our beloved Zach Keenan, on a fairly regular basis, I'll be stood praying with my eyes closed, just worshiping, and he'll come up really close and just in my ear, he'll go, Abba. <laughs> So if you ever see him whispering in my ear, it's nothing uh, logistically minded. It's just him uh, reminding me. But yeah, the, le- leading a church where people encounter God to the degree that their response is spontaneous. It's not educated. It's not contrived. It's not, you know, it, just that people were meeting with God and there was this spontaneous response that was mm. just causing praise to erupt. And I just love, um, you know, how worship's just been such a cornerstone of what we've done. And, and yeah, just seeing those those manifestations of that dream probably wow that would be what probably 14 years ago now yeah um and just seeing what god's done with that so yeah it's amazing to to celebrate and to look back and and i and i would say um as someone who came into the church that's what i experienced that spontaneous genuine integrous real worship and prayer was springing up all over the place and and you know i remember the first time i came to the office and um uh, uh, on the old Olympic Way ones, yeah, yeah. which are now being turned into flats. Huh. Um, uh, Debs, one of the interns, was sat, oh, sat on the floor in a corridor having a pastoral with Stu or something like that. <laughs> and she was saying, you know, I just, I just, um, where I'm at in my life right now is just my personal times of worshiping encounter with God just so far exceed what we do on a Sunday. Yeah. And I was just like, what I'm seeing on a Sunday so far exceeds what I've seen in my life. Yeah. And and just to hear that was That's like a challenge, isn't it? This is this is something exceptional that, that we're step that I'm stepping into. And so I I just um, I feel really excited because you know you, you have to build foundations before like I mean I live in Harrow at the moment and there's just building happening everywhere. Yeah. Um, and um, new builds and you know all of these things going up and there's like five or six examples near where I live of loads of foundations, loads of foundations, nothing happening, building site, building site, building site. And then suddenly one day you just wake up and there's half a tower block Yeah, and it just shoots up. And, and I just think, um, you know, you guys and I, more recently me in the leadership, the leadership has honored what you said you wanted there with that, that spontaneous, that, mm deep heart of worship and that's kind of integral there's a whole load of things if you've been to catch one London there's a whole load of things you know that we could do better with um, and <laughs> this podcast been, being chief among them <laughs> this podcast being one of them <laughs> there's a whole load of things that we could be doing that if we were like trying to be the most professional church on the planet mm. we would have sorted long time ago and we do want to have better welcome and better refreshments and all of that but just knowing that the DNA of worship is in the church yeah. is just fantastic no, that's good um, so I want to get on to our ongoing study of Ephesians in a second, but just thought it would be worth um, reflecting just briefly on some of the things that that was shared. So we we talked about the vision of the family um, 
being a supernatural family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom. That's that's who we exist to be. That's our DNA. Um, uh, there's um, the supernatural in there. There's family in there. There's the encounter, the transformation, the presence of God, and then there's the doing something with it, the extension of the kingdom mm. um, and works which God has prepared in advance. You might say. Wow, that's almost prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stu shared about how God said to him about the whole city, top to bottom, side to side, um, businesses, locations, government, um, and the three areas that, that he shared that, that we're really going to be focusing on um, and putting a lot of energy in are our, our Sunday gatherings, our communal gatherings coming together, Holy Spirit saturated um, meetings. Um, our citywide communities, so our Ignite groups and the family that happens outside the walls of the church and the equipping and teaching and empowering um, uh, model where we raise up sons and daughters and equip them and send them out. And mm. so that's kind of where we're, where we're going. Um, it's a new wineskin. Um, and Mark DuPont brilliantly brought in a word about... I think he must have used the word one another about 80 times in mm. his preach about doing life with one another. Mm. Do you want to just say a couple of words on that? Because I know that's your heart. Yeah, I mean, that's been a big thing. I mean, Stu shared on Sunday just something that we got rocked for while we were away on sabbatical and God really laid on our heart was this, this concept of community and covenant and how... Um, uh, I was reading in uh, Acts 2.42 where it talks about the you know the early church and this is in the context of the spirit being poured out and all of these amazing miraculous signs and wonders and thousands being added to their their number daily and you've got all of this amazing revival but then you see this really interesting concept in 242 where it says they they devoted themselves and that word devotion is just such a rich word it's not devotion's even higher than commitment it's mm. devotion is just it, it, it's your all you give your you give everything you are when you're yeah. when you're devoted to something there's no part of you that's left mm. back or in reserve they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching uh to the breaking of bread uh to communion and to prayer and and fellowship and that word fellowship is just that that brotherhood and and i just love that so that that's been something i've been reflecting on and ruminating on for for a number of months now and, and yeah mark just put it so beautifully he was talking about uh, when covenants were established um, between two kings they would sacrifice the animal and then walk up and down through the blood yeah and it was very kind of you know very graphic but but very you know the, the sobriety of it and the gravity of it is is not lost in that picture because it's yeah. like wow this is something important this is something that's that's uh significant and yeah i don't know i just think that clarion call to community and covenant and fellowship and relationship is is so precious and so it's a high call you know yeah i i um was asking mark about this when i took him to the airport on the uh yesterday um and he was saying there's this quote that's been around in the body of christ for 40 years or so which is people will come to churches for uh, any number of reasons they'll come for uh desire to meet god to um uh, you know get healing you know you name it there's any number of reasons why people will come to a church but there's usually only one reason people will leave a church and that's because of lack of relationship mm. and it's just like we we love the fire we want the fire we want the intimacy with god we want the presence of god that's our priority we want the tabernacle um but if we don't break bread with each other if we don't mm. um come alongside each other then um 
we will not grow, the message will not spread, the kingdom will not advance. Yeah. Um, and, and people will associate the presence of God with a lack of family and community. Like, yeah. you can have it, but you have to sacrifice relationship. And I'm like, oh, that can't be it. That's not, yeah. it. That's not what we want to be. Shout out to all you Ignite group leaders out there. Uh, of yeah. which I'm now one. Are yes, we, uh, we got, I'm about to be one again. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we got we got we got rocked by by that, and God just really challenged us and said, you, "You've neglected being Ignite group leaders and meeting with people in your home." And Kate, obviously, who heads up our Ignite group, she always says, um, "Family is sustained by revival." Uh, sorry, revival is sustained by family, and this idea that you know you can have all of this great fire of God, but actually the the fireplace that that sustains it and the wood that sustains it is the is the family of God, yeah. and so that's something so precious. And yeah, if you're not in a night group and you're listening to this, you're missing out. Get I mean, in a group, start a group. It's not it's not about being dictated to. It's about saying actually, if you're not in a night group, you're you're missing out. You're actually missing something. And so yeah, yeah if that's if that's a problem for you, if if we don't have a group that meets on a time that works for you, please just get in touch and let us know, and we'll we'll, we'll try and find a solution. But yeah, we would we would so desire that each of you would not be robbed of that opportunity to be part of genuine yeah. family. And there's so many ways in which you can get plugged in if you haven't. We've got newcomers coffees happening regularly. We've got immersion days. There's one coming up in November. And even if you kind of think, I don't know how to lead a, lead a group, I bet you know how to make a cup of tea. I bet you know how to open <laughs> your door. and welcome. I don't know how to make a cup of tea. <laughs> and welcome someone into your house. Yeah. And we can... We can train, we can uh, mentor you, we can, we can do a whole load of stuff. Um, we're a citywide community, um, and so we need church. We need these little mini churches that an Ignite group is, these little families to be spread all over the place. Mm. And even if you can't get to one, you know, form a prayer triplet with someone, yeah. like, you know, come alongside. Um, it doesn't need to have the branding or catch a fire on it for it to be yeah. um, a useful thing for the family. And so, so um, don't be isolated. Don't miss out. Yeah, right. Tom, let's be good stewards of our time. Ephesians 2. Holy Spirit, we welcome you uh, to come and enlarge our view of you. Uh, Jesus, would you be revealed as we look at these scriptures, as we open the word? Would you come and make it real to us, come and transform us and shape us? And for everyone listening, Holy Spirit, would you fill them up even now? um, Safely, if they're driving, but yeah, would you just fall on them and just, yeah, we we never want to read... We never want to read about you, Jesus, without you, Jesus. So come and be present in our midst as we do this. Come on. Amen. Ephesians 2, um, verse 10. For Mm -hmm. we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. (laughs) I'm, I'm just, that was just a little nod in the direction of Tom in the uh, predestination elect area of of uh, theology um, so we are his you really want to get in front of that train now workmanship created in Christ <laughs> Jesus for good works which we prepared beforehand that we should walk in them and that's coming off the back of um, what you can re-listen to the previous podcasts um, talking about how we were dead in our trespasses um but now uh, God being rich in mercy, he's brought us out of our, the death and made us alive in Christ um, so that we can, he might show his riches to us and that this isn't our own doing, it's the gift from God. Um, so it's not something we can boast in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of this stuff has led up to him then saying, for we are his workmanship created in Jesus for good works that were prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. What's your thoughts? 
Oh, well, I mean, first five words. For we are God's handiwork. I just, oh, and it's so easy when we read stuff like this to just rush on to the good works. But actually, tell me my good works. Yeah, yeah, and like, what, what am I here to do? And I always, whenever I teach on on this kind of stuff, I always say, you know, any any desire to know what you're called to do without first realizing who you are is is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I think you know people people working to find their to find their identity instead of working from their identity. Mm. And so this is just such a good reminder that we are God's handiwork. You know, in Margot Day, this we're made in the image of Christ. We're made in the image of God, and we are His handiwork. It's not. You know, we're not automatons. We're not, you know, yeah, just yeah. hewn from a rock. We are, you know, crafted by his very hands and, and his breath has been breathed into us. And mm. any conversation about good works without understanding the very goodness that we are made in yeah. is, yeah, we're just, we're, we're, we're heading for disaster. And so, yeah, I love that. It's good. Can I throw a couple of different translations at you? Yeah, go for um, it. So the Amplified, which I don't have a copy of the Amplified Bible. The Amplified always time... speaks volumes. Carry on. <laughs> yes, that was a deliberate silence there. I don't have the Amplified, but every time I look at an Amplified um, translation for something, I always think, oh, I really need to get myself one mm. of these. So this is the Amplified. For we are, and I'll just read the things that are in brackets. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined and planned before for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Mm. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. Um, and then a much shorter one, the Phillips translation, which again... Phillips do, translation? Yeah, which again is a, is a um, translation, I think it was in the 20s, um, uh, uh, or maybe it was the 30s, it was a vicar called Phillips yeah. and Reverend Phillips yeah Reverend yeah. Phillips yeah. the right honourable Reverend Phillips <laughs> and he did a translation for his youth group oh wow um, and so it's kind of almost like I think a forerunner to the message because he wanted Fair. to do it in a translation for his youth group that's yeah. commitment yeah, yeah. to the um, so that's the one the one I've often quoted from that is um, the, the one from uh, um, uh, where Jesus is talking about the um, uh, the Son of Man comes and eats with tax collectors, and you call right. him and, and the Phillips translation is um, Jesus came enjoying life. Yeah, um, and I've always I've always liked that one. Yeah. So anyway, this is a Phillips translation. The fact is, is that um, the fact is that what we what we are we owe to the hand of God upon us. Mm. We are born afresh in Christ and born to do those good deeds which God planned for us to do. Mm. I just I really like that that what we are we owe to the hand of God upon us. Yeah, that's um, nice. And um, I was looking a little bit of uh, uh, at the um, some commentary on this just this morning and the, the thing about the workmanship, it's um, uh, poema, I think is the best way, uh, from memory, that's how I remember the Greek, and it's where we get the word poem from. Mm. Um, and so it's like we are... Um, we are his poem, his song, his his statue, his wow. craftsman's craftsmanship. And, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and uh, I'll just read this. Um, uh, this is from um, just from a commentary. Um, a poem meant an art of work. It can mean a statue, a song, an architecture, a poem, or a painting. It conveys the idea that something is artfully created. Mm. Uh, because Paul was, uses the word poema to explain what happened when you became a child of God, 
it emphatically means that on the day you got saved, God put forth his most powerful and creative effort to make you new. Mm. Once God was finished making you new, you became a masterpiece, skillfully and artfully created in Christ Jesus. That's that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Um, mm, and, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm conscious of time, um, and we can maybe get into this a bit more next time. But do you want to say putting you on the spot? Works prepared for us beforehand. Yeah, I think work is not a dirty word. I think it's the the danger is that in particularly in the kind of charismatic, uh, especially in the kind of father heart you know vein of that movement um works is sometimes it gets a dirty word it's you know yeah, oh, yeah. you know oh, we're not you know we're not here to work you know lovers make the best warriors and all that and all of that's <laughs> true but you know you as i've often taught you you run the risk of polarizing to the degree that you take one truth that in isolation from another yeah and the truth is there are good works that have been prepared in advance for us to do and you know when we stand before jesus you know sure he's going to look us in the eyes with his eyes of fire and we're going to feel loved like we've never felt loved before and it's all about our identity in him but he still says well done mm. good and faithful servant there's a doing to be done yeah he's not going to say well bead yeah, yeah <laughs> good yeah. and faithful servant he's going to say well yeah, done and, yeah. and so what does that look like to be a bond servant with christ and to serve him and so yeah i think it's the, it's the work of the kingdom it's not arduous um, just in the same way the work of God that he rested from in the garden wasn't arduous. He was creating worlds and, mm. you know, creating with his word and sustaining all things with the power of his word. But there was still, you know, he called it work. And so, yeah, it's that thing of not getting into striving. And I think as with so many things in the kingdom, it comes down to motive. What's the motive? What's the source? The source is we are created by God and he's prepared these works mm. in advance. We don't have to strive, but it's my joy to serve him yeah, yeah. because he's laid down everything for me. Why would I you know why would I retain anything from him yeah and so yeah I think uh, yeah it's, it's a good challenge it's a good reminder I just I like the idea of just like God knows best mm. um, and he both wants to partner with us with the things that he's put in our heart so it's not just a case of I don't want to do it so it must be the will of God mm. you know I want to do my thing but that can't be you know yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he puts songs he puts a desire to preach he puts a desire to uh, start a business in people's hearts and so there's a partnership sometimes where God is looking at us and saying what do you want to do even yeah though he knows that what we're going to say is something he put in us but then there's also the Moses and the um, Esther and the you know the times where um, someone is called to do a job that actually they don't they don't want to be uh, a traveller you know I remember hearing Ravi Zacharias talk about like I didn't I don't like speaking in front of people I don't I have a weak voice and when I'm in a crowd of people I'd rather be in the shadows away from people like I wouldn't have chosen a 250 day travelling a year itinerant ministry job yeah. as my career but the Lord's put it on my heart and said do it um, and so I just I just love that there's that kind of uh I don't know that 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 balance between he both wants to engage with the things that are on our hearts and he will also call us to things that we never would have chosen for ourselves but he had them planned out for us and he knows that we'll flourish in them yeah there, yeah and there's a there's a quote I'm just looking for I have to look it up because I don't <coughs> want to misquote it um the the oh here it is um 
God wants for you what you would want for yourself if you had enough sense to want it. <laughs> wow, that's good. Which I really yeah. love. God wants God for wants for you what you would want for yourself if you had enough sense to want it. That's and it was good. this idea of like, you know, actually, um, you know, God gives us the desires of our heart, yes, but the, the, the caveat to that is that we delight ourselves in the Lord. Mm. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so it's not safe to follow the desires of your heart if you're not delighting yourself in the Lord. Uh, but when you delight yourself in the Lord, he so gives you a new heart that what flows out of your heart is him. And so that whole Luke 6.45, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, sure. But the, I, I like the verse in Matthew because it says the good man brings the good stored out of the good in his heart and the evil man brings evil out of the evil stored in his heart and so if your heart is full of good the stuff that flows out of you will be good mm. and in the same way if you are so delighting yourself in the lord the stuff you want to do is his will it's like when wes said the best way to get your prayers answered is to pray the will of god yeah yeah, yeah. and it's that that idea god wants for you what you would want for yourself if you were smart enough to want it so, and if you're smart, what you're going to do is you're going to rewind the last two minutes of what Tom just said and re-listen to that. Play it on half times. speed. God wants for you. Don't do that. Don't do that. But do listen because yeah. Tom just spoke some revelation there. Father, I thank you so much for your word. Mm. I thank you that you thank are you, the Jesus. word, Jesus, and that when we read the word, we encounter you and we get challenged and rebuked and inspired. And yeah. Uh, lifted up by your word Father bless every single person who's listening on this podcast mm. um, bless them to uh, know that they are a masterpiece made in yeah, you and walk uh, today in the things that you had planned mm. and Lord that we would all um, have a renewal of the mind so that we would have the sense to want for ourselves the things <laughs> that you want for us in Jesus name we pray Amen, Amen.